In this episode of Get to Know an Average Joe, we ask Jay Booth, what are you afraid of? I'm not afraid of flying per se. I'm just, I think I'm afraid of the falling. I'm afraid of falling. I like to stay up. I don't want to think about falling down. And that's probably just being a perfectionist with my life in general, my work life and everything. This is the podcast about people who do not put celebrity in their tax return forms, so we call them average Joes. But after a few minutes of talking, you know how it is. We're all extraordinary. I'm Dodie Axe, and it'll take us 10 minutes to meet a new friend on Get to Know an Average Joe. We're now going to meet Jay Booth, <laughs> but of course that's not your real name. Tell us name. who you are. I am Jen Edelman, uh, Jay Booth comes from my maiden name, and I am a New Orleans native. Okay, so what is that like growing up in New Orleans? Did you learn to drink and dance at, an, at a young age? Um, well, my my parents made me be raised, be raised, I guess, um, in the suburbs, so there was not as much drinking and dancing per se as someone who was in the city French Quarter living. Um, but I think it definitely did prepare me to not go crazy when I got to college. So how do you feel when somebody starts playing when the Saints go marching in? I feel pretty good about it. You do? You like it? It's, a, it's not I'll, something that you are like, oh, stop. I may or may not have, have had a pretty epic second line at my wedding, actually. A pretty epic what? Second line. Um, when the Saints go marching in, it's usually played during a second line. You have paper napkins that you, you know, dance down the street and party, parasol umbrellas, all the things. Goodness. Okay, and that's obviously a New Orleans word because I've never heard that Second expression. Line. Yeah, it's um, you know, they usually. I think I don't know where it originated from, but I um, knew of it from jazz funerals in New Orleans. You celebrate somebody's life when they pass away, so they have the brass bands and you dance and you celebrate, and that's how I know of where Second Lines came from. So let's talk about death then, because you grew up with a different perspective on death than most Americans, I would guess. Probably so. Okay. Yeah. How many funerals have you been to? Um, six or so. Okay. Six or seven. All right. And you're a young person. You're actually a millennial. I am a millennial. I'm 28. Okay. So that's a that's a lot of funerals to go to as a 28 year old. Yes. Um, I unfortunately lost my aunt and my uncle when I was young. So that. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> that's life. But yeah, definitely notched up the numbers so right, right. so what so describe their funerals and how then you felt about both losing them and celebrating their lives that way um well for my aunt she actually was in memphis at the time so they had the formal funeral there and then when um she was cremated so when they brought her remains to new orleans and it was a big celebration and you know there's always a lot of food a lot of booze, a lot of, um, you know, storytelling and just remembering the good and trying hard not to focus on the sad. Do you think about your own death as a 28-year-old? Sometimes, specifically in airports or... Um, really? Are you afraid of flying? <laughs> I'm not afraid of flying per se. I'm just, I think I'm afraid of the falling. I'm afraid of falling. I like to stay up. I don't want to think about falling down. And that's probably just being a perfectionist with my life in general, my work life and everything. Okay. And is that a metaphor for emotion as well? Feeling up and not falling? Yes, definitely. Okay. Have you felt sad before? Um, no, I'm a pretty optimistic person. Okay. I feel like I try to keep the happy. Right. Keep the peace. I'm a peacekeeper. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. And why are you that? Have you is it was that your role in the family growing up? Uh, well, I'm an only child, so I kind of played all of the roles, um, and I guess that one was my favorite. <laughs> okay. And what's your role now? Because now you you work in a small company, and there's quite a family feeling in your small company. So what's the role that you play there? Uh, I do. I, I feel like I play the baby sister role. <laughs> so I'm the one that is always, you know, fixing things, keeping the drama out. Um, I, I started in project management, so I'm very OCD and I like sticky notes and color coordinating things and organization in my I'm a chaotically order chaotically organized person okay you have to explain that better a chaotically <laughs> organized person I what know, a label I know where everything is but you might not know where everything is in my office or on my computer or on my desktop my husband will look at my desktop sometimes and he's like uh I can't find this file that I just saved I'm like I, I don't know what to tell you I can find it in two seconds I have, a, I have a weird system. And now you must represent an entire generation because we mentioned it earlier. You are a millennial. Uh, you're a mystery to people of my generation, but people of my generation adore people of your generation. So explain for the rest of us oldies, um, what is so great about being a millennial? To me, I think it's the fact that I'm on the older side of the millennial. So I still appreciate the fact that I didn't have a cell phone when I was 10 years old. I didn't I didn't have cool gaming systems. There wasn't I mean I remember it was cool to have a beeper. Like that was that's You the, remember a beeper? Yes. Wow, okay. Yes. I remember the see-through turquoise beepers that every girl wanted. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm right on the cusp of it and that's what I appreciate because I can relate very well to our coordinators and the people that are just getting out of college. You know, my boss will have me come in and talk to them, interview them and get a good vibe but then I can also appreciate the traditional work life and I know how to write a proper email I make sure that my grammar is in check and it's a it's a fine line to walk and I but feel you, like you bridge right that. in the middle of it and I that is my favorite part of you know where I'm at in life right now so you grew up in New Orleans you live in New Orleans describe your relationship to that city it is a love-love relationship, except for the drivers. Then it's a love-hate relationship. Okay. <laughs> my parents, my dad is a police officer, so he had to stay during Katrina. And my mom and I were gone for maybe 29 hours. You know, like we were immediately back in Mandeville because our house was fine. We were on the North Shore. We were above sea level and everything. So, you know, we were there making sure that our family's homes were either okay or that they had you know, water and food, like started cooking for everybody. And, you know, something like that just really gives you a fond appreciation of where you live and wanting it to come back and wanting it to strive and be better than ever. And I think it's getting there. I really do. So. But back to the drivers, the oh. love-hate relationship, <laughs> but describe the relationship with your car. Oh, I love my car, which is the problem because I hate driving it. Okay. Um, but I call her Betty Boop. She, it's a, I have a Nissan Altima, she, but the two-door one, so she's small. It's good in New Orleans because I can zip around the crazies, but then the potholes try to eat my car. Oh, I don't no. know if you've ever driven uptown in New Orleans. No, I I, but I've, been, I've driven in Mexico City, and the pothole situation there is extremely frightening. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, they're, they could literally swallow my car. So. so maybe the pothole situation is something that New Orleans will be improving? A lot of it is because we have the big, beautiful oak trees, um, and their roots are supposed they to break be... break up roads right, and sidewalks. Yeah, they're supposed to be above ground, and that's where they want to be. So our roads just have to deal with it. I don't, I don't think they're going anywhere. <laughs>
What is a favorite day for Jay Booth? I love a Friday. I love a Friday in the spring and sneaking out of work early and going to sit by the river um, with a daiquiri or a cold beer, watch the boats. Um, if you're downtown in the river, you can watch the ferries. If you're uptown, you're just watching the cargo um, tugboats and cargo platforms, whatever they're pushing at the time. That's a good day for me. Very relaxed. Well, six days to Friday. Six days till Friday. <laughs> Thanks for the chat. No problem. Thank you for having me. Next time, we stay on the fearless theme to meet entrepreneur Ellen Elkehog. After getting a divorce, quitting my job, and really restarting my life, I wanted to start with, instead of what I should work with or who I should be with, I started with where do I want to be. Tweet me at DodiX if you have a suggestion for an average Joe. Thanks for listening. And now, if you'll excuse me.